Firepower with Will Johnson. Only at Band.Video. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Firepowernews.com. And of course, Band.Video. Band.Video. So, typically, I would prepare myself and write a monologue, but tonight, the night before Thanksgiving, I came on. I want to come on and just say something from the heart. Not that it's not from the heart before, but tonight I just want to show my appreciation and say my appreciation to everyone that has been sharing our videos and connecting with us. And most of all, I want to say thank you for going to our sponsor, which is InfoWarsStore.com. You showing your support by going to our sponsor is why we're here. And I never in a million years thought that I would be here. And I'm so thankful to be here. Uh, and, 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 and it's so exciting. And I know I want to run around and, and just jump up and down and say, wow, what an awesome opportunity I have here. And I truly believe that God brought me to this position. And I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to do this, to speak my mind, to show my appreciation to this country that I love, that I have grown to love more every single day. You know, I work with a group of guys here and gals, and they are so awesome. And I would like to say thank you to each and every one of you here, all of you here in the control room. You mean so much to me because of them, they make all of this happen. They make everything look good in the background. I mess up all the time, but these guys are awesome. They make me look good. So I want to say thank you to you, to each one of you here in the control room. And like I say, I want to say thank you to everyone that has been tuning in faithfully. You've been seeing the journey that we've been going through with Tom and myself. And I'm also thank you, thankful to have Tom to co-host this broadcast with me. Like I said, I've never thought in a million years that I would be here doing this. I started doing videos right after Trump became, or actually I started doing videos right before Trump became president. And I think it was earlier that year of 2016. And I just started doing videos and I started doing more videos and I've done videos in the, uh, prior to that, but I really started getting really serious about videos and as far as politics and talking about religion. So tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Most of us will be at home with our families, enjoying our families, and we should realize how thankful we are to have each other. And how thankful we still have a country that is free to all of us. The Democrats, of course, they would like to change all of that. They would love to have their rule over all of us. They would love to give the government everything. Which brings me to the topic of tonight. The Democrats believe that Trump supporters are all bad. The Democrats believe that Trump supporters are even evil. We're going to show you some videos tonight. We'll show that very thing. I'm getting ready to show you a video here in probably the next 30 seconds or so. Where the Democrats believe that we are now ISIS. See, they used to call us white supremacists. They've called me white supremacists. They call me neo-Nazi or neo-Nazi supporter. 
But they saw how stupid that is. So now they're changing it to calling us to be just like ISIS, similar to ISIS, which is completely false. So we're going to get into it. Tom Pepper and myself, we're going to get into it. We're going to knock it out the park again. All right, so we're going to show you this video where they're calling us ISIS, and we'll be back. He will go down in history. His capsule statement, his obit, will be Trump. Why are they doing this? I've seen a lot of phenomenon in my life. Uh, I've seen a lot of operations. I, you know, the behaviors that I'm seeing here, and this is anecdotal, are very similar to the way that ISIS members are. They are true believers, and this is their reality, and they will not surrender it. I, you know, they're dead enders. Malcolm, I love your attitude, as we say in Philly. Attitude. What were the ramifications of intervening in that review process? Uh, well, right now, uh, we're not going to do it, is what uh, Secretary Esper says. Uh, what message does that send to the troops? Well, what message does it send? I, that you can get away with things. Uh, we have to have good order and discipline. It's the backbone of what we do. And the Trident review process with the senior enlisted reviewing fellow senior enlisted is critical the senior enlisted of our military are the backbone of our military they are the girder of good order and discipline they can handle this they can handle this in each one of their communities the now fired navy secretary richard spencer explained to cbs news exactly why president trump should not have intervened in the navy's process of discipline regarding an accused war criminal who was later acquitted of the most serious charges it was a point that he also made in his letter to the president accepting his own termination. That letter, which became public over the weekend, is a remarkable document, not the least because it comes after two weeks of nonpartisan career U.S. officers offering their testimony against the president's actions under oath in the impeachment inquiry. Spencer writes, quote, I no longer share the same understanding with the commander in chief who appointed me in regards to the key principle of good order and discipline. I cannot in good conscience obey an order that I believe violates the sacred oath I took in the presence of my family, my flag and my faith to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Here to talk about just how enormous the moral and legal stakes are in this story. Paul Rykoff, founder of the Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America, and Lawrence Korb, former Assistant Secretary of Defense and a retired Navy captain. Paul, since you're right here, um, you know, the president has made noises about doing things like this. Uh, there was a pardon uh, earlier in the year. How big a deal is what has happened over the last 48 hours? It's a massive deal. I think it's maybe one of the most destructive things he's done in his entire presidency, and he's done some bad stuff, right? I mean, this cuts to the very fabric of good order and discipline in the military, the place where they have guns and run our wars and protect our nukes. I mean, if he starts meddling with the good order and discipline in the military, a lot of bad things could happen. And I think what's interesting here is, is the, the, the Navy's actually standing up. The Navy SEALs are pushing back. They're drawing a line. They want to take back Gallagher's Trident, and Spencer's making a stand. This might be the most important stand we've seen yet, and it's, an, it's trying to block a pattern of politicization and now weaponization of the military that goes back to the Kurds, it goes back to the Khan family, it goes back to the July 4th parade. It goes Mattis, right? This, right. Is, this is a pattern of Trump reaching in and disrupting the military. And at the end, the, the only fo folks that are really happy about this are our enemies. Our enemies are celebrating. Every time this happens and they see the commander-in-chief fighting with the Navy SEALs, our enemies all around the world are clapping their hands and celebrating. No, they're not. They're not celebrating this. You know what? This is so despicable. Tom, have you seen this clip? Because this guy is trying to make it look like everyone in the military 
should be uh, warned about President Trump attacking them. They're trying to say <laughs> President Trump is attacking the military. I mean, this and is... Of course, go ahead. Of course, in reality, he's protecting the military. But yes. This, this, by the way, that was the same clown who uh, Veterans Day was complaining and screaming and hollering and crying. How dare he go to this parade? How dare he? How I don't want him there. I'm going to stay home. I mean, that, if I'm not mistaken, is the same exact clown. But, you know, I grew up, my, my grandfather was a World War II veteran. On the other side, he was in the military during Korea. And that World War II veteran was in the Pacific. He would not tell anybody what he did but after he died we found his war photos people start going through them some of the most grotesque photos posing with dead bodies you'll ever see in your life and you know the man barely escaped with his life he lost an eye in that war but nowadays apparently he would have been court-martialed and removed and stripped of his rank because of poor what, what was it bad order and behavior or whatever it is they're talking about this is not the standard that we want these warriors that we send out to protect us to be held to we these are not police officers in small town usa these people are meant to be hardcore killing machines that's what our military requires so i'm a little bit glad if they're a little bit ruthless if they're a little politically incorrect i think this is a joke and it just goes to show will they will go to no extent denigrating the troops now to destroy president trump yeah 100 percent. and this is all over a picture a photo and, you know, it's not that the uh, the Navy SEAL was actually beheading people. It's not actually that he was putting people in cages and submerging them into water until they drowned to death. It's not that he was taking the vehicle and, and running people down in the streets. I mean, this is this is just over a picture. And you know what, Tom? I truly believe that the reason why they're doing this is to try to make it to try to get the U.S. military to be against President Trump. See, they need the U.S. military for this coup because they can't successfully do the coup against the president unless they have the U.S. military involved. So, well, Will, you're right. Sorry to interrupt, but I do just want to point out that Obama turned the U.S. military into a social experiment. And a lot yep. of these younger people who were there during the Obama years, they may not support President Trump. But I know for a fact I have family in the armed forces and the Air Force, to be specific, and they feel they must. It is their duty to remain in there until this Obama crop of people is out. And the younger ones who came in under Trump are a little bit older because it's such a disgrace. So let me tell you, the people who are supporting or who are not supporting, I should say, President Trump and the military, they're not the guys you want watching your back anyway. Exactly. And you know what, President Trump, he's been wanting to, he's been, not been wanting to, he's been supporting our troops from day one. And they know this, so they have to try to do something to make it look like, oh, Trump is not for you. He's fighting against you. So let's go here, because he was at a rally, and I believe this was in Florida, where he was just talking about the U.S. troops. So let's go see what the what's coming out of the horse's mouth about the troops. And just this week, I stuck up for three great warriors against the deep state. And you know what I'm talking about. I had so many people say, sir, I don't think you should do that. People have to be able to fight. These are great warriors. They can't think, gee whiz, if I make a mistake, do I go for, do that? I mean, you know what they were doing? They wanted to put him in jail for 25 years. One young man 
was in jail for seven years. He had 16 more years to go. And I want to tell you, when you look at what they did to that man, you would have been very proud at what we ended up doing. He came out. He hugged his parents. It was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. We gave him a pardon. Because we're going to take care of our warriors. And I will always stick up for our great fighters. You hear that? He said, we're going to take care of our warriors. You hear that, Tom? I mean, I don't ever recall Barack Hussein Obama ever saying that we're going to take care of our warriors. I don't ever recall him saying that. Well, his actions certainly didn't say it will. I mean, look at what happened to the VA under his administration. It was an absolute disgrace what happened. And it's still, I mean, President Trump can only clean it up so quickly, but that is one of the areas where thankfully he's made some progress. But no, you never heard that. And I only hope President Trump, while he's got that pardoning pin out, just continues going down the list of all the warriors, both in the military and the warriors who are in the uh, media world fighting for him. Roger Stone comes to mind. But you're right. He's absolutely standing by our warriors like no other president. Yeah. You know what? And I'm subject to believe that Roger Stone, he's going to pardon Roger Stone. We, I mean, a lot of people want him to do it right now. And I think uh, President Trump. I don't know. I'm just thinking possibly that he's just waiting for something else to happen or he's waiting for the right time to do it. I don't know. I don't know what's in his head. But if you listen to the liberal media, they'll say, oh, yeah, President Trump is thinking this. President Trump is saying that this is what President Trump meant to say. I don't know. But they go along and said that they believe all of it did all of a sudden become true because they were thinking it because they were saying it. But anyways, when we come back, Tom, we have another video where President Trump is talking about uh, our values and how we should uh, bind together as Americans. And you know what? That's a perfect time. Right now, Thanksgiving, this is the time we should be coming together. But the Democrats are so angry. They're so butthurt over President Trump still in office that they don't know how to act. They would rather just be, be disruptive and go, go against the grain of anything that is right in this nation instead of doing the right thing. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. We should be thankful that we have our freedoms, but they don't want to do that. They're still just nasty people. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk, we're going to show that clip and we're going to talk much more about the tyranny the Democrats are trying to implement on the American people. We will defend privacy, free speech, free assembly, religious liberty, and the right to keep and bear arms. And above all, we will never stop fighting for the sacred values that bind us together as one beautiful country, as one America. We support, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. We stand with the incredible heroes of law enforcement. We believe in the dignity of work and the sanctity of life. We believe that faith and family, not government and bureaucracy, 
are the true American way. We believe that children should be taught to love our country, honor our history, and to always respect our great American flag. Yes. Yes, respect our great American flag. Tom, what does that American flag mean to you? It, it symbolizes really the greatest experiment in humankind in our history that stretches back thousands and thousands of years. We had in this country for a very long time the American experiment, which resulted in the highest standard of living, the most money for the most amounts of people, the best place on earth. And only in the last 50 or so years have we started to deviate from that. And now under President Trump, if you sweep away some of the dirt, some of the muck, you can still see it. And it's shining through. It's starting to shine through just like it did in the days of your and my ancestors. You know what? The, the flag for me, and you're absolutely right. The flag for me means that I get to sit here with you and have a conversation with you. That flag means for me is that we're free. That flag for me means that that is the flag that won the battle that allowed me to be here, a free man today. That flag represents so much. And then they want to burn that flag. You know, they want to burn the flag because they, they, they hate it because it represents our freedom. And that flag To so many people, it is something that when you see that flag, you were, you are reminded that the freedoms that men and women in the past have died so that we could have that freedom today. And I'm so thankful that people put themselves on the line. And some people take that for granted, but it's so powerful. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. All right. Let me, let me start before I get emotional here. Okay. Let's get back to Trump. <laughs> let's get back to Trump. So Trump, you know, every time I listen to Trump, he has, when he's at these rallies and he just, he's just saying, and you know, a lot of people say he's just saying what people want to hear. Isn't that what all politicians do? I mean, if, If you're saying something that we don't like, then we're going to disagree with you. I mean, that's how it works. We're on here. A lot of liberals don't like what we're saying, but there's a lot of conservatives that do. That's the way it works. I think generally speaking, Will, the difference is President Trump seems to mean what he's saying. Now, there were a couple things there, and I love President Trump. I mean, I was the Trump guy from 2016 until current, really. But I think it's uh, the duty of us to criticize him when it is necessary. Oh, yeah. So, you know, President Trump, I really hope you mean what you say, and I think you do. I think that President Trump is a very good person. I think he's a genius level IQ, no doubt. But he talked about privacy. Well, I mean, right now, Will, Bill Barr the attorney general, he wants access to Facebook's messenger system, and he's warning Facebook, do not make these messages encrypted because we want to essentially have a modern-day wiretap on them. He mentioned free speech. I mean, President Trump has at least four different ways and at least four different reports that I know of on how to act against big tech censorship. And then, thankfully, President Trump is 
seeming to be with us on the Second Amendment, backing away from red flag laws and leaving neocons like Dan Crenshaw, Apache the Pirate, leaving them out to dry as they continue to push for infringement. So you see two examples of going a little bit further, President Trump, and one example of knocking it out of the park. So I do think mm-hmm. he tries, or at least he he believes that he means what he says. And I appreciate that. I still don't think of him as a politician, Will. Yeah, I mean, I really don't either. And, you know, the one thing I don't like about President Trump is that he hasn't been more aggressive to these liberals. And we still we're still seeing the censorship, not that he can, you know, really just go to a company, say, stop doing the censorship because that's the way to run a company. But I wish he would make something happen to where they would, you know, want to stop doing it. But anyways, let's go to this next clip when he's at this rally and he's talking about Nancy Pelosi. And, you know, and she and he's talking about NAFTA. Let's go to it. We're replacing the NAFTA catastrophe. If Nancy Pelosi will ever sign it and send it, we're waiting for months. You know, U.S. MCA, U.S. Mexico, Canada agreements, an incredible agreement. Everybody wants it. The Democrats want it. She doesn't want to give the people of our country a victory. So I don't know. Maybe she'll put it. All she has to do is move it forward. Everyone's going to vote for it. A lot of people. But it's one of the greatest deals ever. And you know, at a certain point, Canada and Mexico, they've been waiting for many months. They're going to say, you know what? Let's forget about it. She's got to sign it. Everybody wants it. She's got to put our country first. Got to put our country first. Because it's a tremendous win for Florida farmers and all farmers for growers and ranchers from all over our country. Yet she and the Democrats, they just have done nothing. They're doing nothing, folks. They're doing nothing. The do-nothing Democrats. That's exactly who they are. The do-nothing Democrats. And and I've brought this up before. How How many things have the Democrats done in the past that's been positive for the American people? And I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, really, what have they done that's been positive as a whole? Not for a selective group. Now, you can, they do that all the time. You know, the LGBTQP, they'll do something for them, you know, and, but something positive for the American people, I've yet to see it, Tom. Well, I think you'd have to go back to the days of JFK, and that, of course, was a totally different Democratic Party. Those people today would be called white ring or white right wing supremacists, both at the same time. But it is a real, it's a travesty what's happening with the USMCA. It's undermining President Trump. It's telling the world that Nancy Pelosi is the real leader of the free world, never mind the fact that she can't win an election outside of California's wine country. And as a result, I mean, who knows what's going to end up happening with the USMCA? President Trump just for shadowed what I've been wondering about. At what point do these other two countries, Mexico and Canada, just say, eh, I guess we tried, but Congress won't pass it, so it's not worth anything. And of course, meanwhile, Will, we're getting day after day of impeach this, impeach that. Nancy Pelosi now says there's not going to be time in 2019 to get it done. So I guess it's just never going to happen. Yeah, because they have to do everything they can to impeach the president, because that's their main focus here. And she said no one came to Congress to impeach the president. That's what they're all doing. They don't have nothing else on their plate. That's it. They said just focus on it and get the liberal media to focus on it as well. It's amazing. Okay, so after this break, we're going to have a special guest on with us. All right. See you in a minute. Fan.video. Fan.video.
forged in the fire of truth. Firepower with Will Johnson. All right, welcome back. Bandot Video, Bandot Video. So, this next guest that we're having on with us, with Tom and myself, uh, I like to call him our wingman when we go out to different places, when we go to different uh, rallies. And we really enjoy going to the rallies that's being held by the left. And we like to confront them all the time. Most of the time I wear my T-shirt that says, get over it. Trump is your president. Uh, he has a shirt that uh, I, I gave him that says, Trump is your president. And he has, we have various shirts that we would like to wear. But anyways, this man, he just did something here recently and was had the opportunity to confront no other than shifty shift. And I'm so jealous. I wish I was there with him to be able to confront this crook, this criminal, this pencil neck, this beady eyed beaker looking guy, small Beetlejuice head man, Adam Shifty Schiff. And the man I'm talking about who is my hero. I called him. I called him. I said, man, I love you. I love you. His, this is Ben Bergkram, Frontline America. And he, and, and he works with, uh, is America's voice. So, without further ado, let's bring on Ben Bergquam. What's going on, brother? There Good he is. What's going you. on? <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Ben. So, man, yeah, I, I saw that video. Actually, actually, I was uh, I woke up and then I heard your voice, and I'm like, "What is what is Ben's voice?" And my wife, she was looking at a video, and I was just listening to it. I said, like, "No, he's not. No, he's not." I said, like, "Oh, yes, he is." I was so <laughs> happy for you that you got to confront Shifty Shift right there. And he's like, "Have a good day, sir. Have a good day, sir." So let's play the video real quick so everyone can get up to speed, and then we'll come back and you can tell us more about it. Oh, Mr. Schiff, Adam Schiff, you lied about Russia. You lied about Ukraine. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, what are you going to do when the deep state can't protect you anymore? Have a nice day. Why, why, why are you attacking President Trump? Baseless allegations. Is, is this all political? Have a nice day, sir. Is this all political? Yes. Scumbag. Yes. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you. Adam Schiff, everybody. Give me some. Give me some right now. He needed that question asked to him. He lied about Russia. Lied about Ukraine. What's he going to do when the deep state can't protect him anymore? It's time to start investigating the criminal politicians that have broken their oath. To yes, these criminal politicians have broken their oath. You're absolutely right, Ben. And again, thank you for coming on and telling us about it. So what 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 took place before that? Because it was like, oh, Adam Schiff, and you like just went after him. You didn't see him coming? No, uh, I had sat through three hours of testimony last week, and uh, I went there with that primary objective in mind was to confront Adam Schiff. And so he was my primary target. You know, all the nonsense, the the undermining of this country, the lies the misleading to the American people, first with the, the Russia hoax and now with Ukraine. And I just wanted to confront him. And I sat through three hours. I wore my MAGA hat, sat through three hours of that hearing, the sham of a hearing. And we were outside. And we were actually getting ready to wrap up right before that in the video. It was a live video we were doing out there. And I said, uh, all right, you know, let's wrap it up. We had a great show otherwise, even though we didn't get to confront him before that. And, and we were getting ready to pack it up. 
And all of a sudden I turn around and his beady eyes are right in front of me. And it was like, <laughs> ah, you know, and so, you know, it's interesting. You play in that clip and I've had a few people say, man, you, you know, you got so excited after that. Um, but it, you understand it you, yes. because you do, we, we've been doing this for so long. I went, I spent two days in Washington, DC. I, I went from New York to Washington, DC with the express purpose of being able to confront Adam Schiff. And I knew that he wouldn't respond. And so, you know, I wasn't excited that I, you know, it was the best interview. Obviously, it wasn't an interview. These guys don't interview because they're a bunch of cowards. But the being able to be in the right place at the right time, the Lord is leading us in this movement. God is taking us to the places where we need to be. So I was, you know, it was, it, it's just, you just feel like you're in, in the right place at the right time and God is using you for that purpose. And And that was it. It was just that little corridor right there between the uh, uh, Longworth building and, and Capitol Hill or uh, the, the Capitol that they were just going back and forth. And so I didn't only get ship. I got a couple other congressmen uh, and women as well. It was just, it was like the perfect place to be. Nice. Well, congratulations, Ben. That was a phenomenal video. And I know what that's like. You and you really break a good story or you get a good ambush like that. It just feels phenomenal. And if anybody has actually done a day's work in, in journalism, if you, and that sounds like a dirty word, but what you did was actual real journalism. So again, congratulations. Totally understandable reaction. I have to ask, what was Schiff's facial expression? I mean, he, from what we saw, he looked like he was a little perturbed. How would you explain <laughs> his, his body language and facial expression when you, uh, ambushed him yeah he he is like a deer in the headlights that's the best way to describe it there's there's just this facade of i have to present myself this way and who is this person i have to deal with they're they're talking <laughs> to me right now how do i respond to them and that was that's the way it came off is just there there's no there's no substance there you know he he portrays himself as this great leftist fight freedom fighter hero but really when you get past the facade there's nothing there and you know, and all these guys are like that. They're really courageous when there's nobody questioning them. And as soon as you get a tough question, as soon as they have somebody asking them something that they didn't have an answer for, they didn't rehearse in advance, they fold up just like Adam Schiff and everybody else that I've confronted like that uh, typically do on the left. Yeah, you know what, Ben, right there when he, after he walked into the door and you were like, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, get him, get him, get him. Cause you know, when we were in San Francisco, you know, he, he, he was walking past us, but he wasn't like, like in the news like he is right now. But so it's right. so much more sweeter to, to be able to confront him and tell him, Hey, how do you feel? How do you feel when the deep states can no longer be able to protect you for him to hear that? You right. know, so you plant that in the sea. Oh, wait a minute. The deep state's not going to help me anymore. Oh, what am I going to do? So this, you know what? You probably put it in his head that, we, okay. We've got to work harder in impeaching President Trump because the deep state is going to kick me to the curb. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. So the part of what this and this is what I'm telling everybody. I was I was a little frustrated. I'm there in D.C. and I was really hoping my wingman, Will Johnson, was going to be there with me <laughs> next time. Will next time. Yeah, we'll I know work you're on so it. Jealous when you're watching that. But you, I was there. I sat through three hours of the hearing, and I was the only guy in that hearing with MAGA hat, and I was the only person that I've seen in these two weeks of of sham hearings actually confront the left. And so a couple things. One is the fact that they had to see me and see that there's still support for President Trump and crowd support. Like we're not hiding in the shadows. We're out there in full view. We're MAGA. We support this president. We support this country. We support God, family, and country. And we're going to stand up against the left. And so part of it is them seeing us. And then 
questioning you, that those questions in particular, exposing that we to them that we know the truth, and because they think that they're living in this bubble that they're in the, that they're protected. You know, they've they've been protected for so long behind their lies. To be able to ask those questions and show that we're not believing the lies, we're not buying what they're selling anymore. I think that really, you can see the wheels starting to turn on that. And I just, I really hope it makes them, if it gives them one more wakeless uh, night of sleep, then, uh, you know, one minute of of, uh, less sleep at night, I'll feel good. But that's what we need to do. We need to make their lives as uncomfortable as they make ours. I cannot possibly agree more. I mean, we need to let these people know that they are, just like the media, the enemies of the American people. So I've got to ask, and obviously don't give away any secrets if you don't want to, but who's next on the list? Who are we going to get next? Well, I'll be back in D.C. shortly. So I I go back and forth between uh, California and uh, the rest of the country. So we're doing shooting a lot for America's Voice News. My my primary focus, just for those that – don't follow what we do at Frontline America and America's Voice News. My goal is shining light in the darkness and raising up the Christian conservative remnant. So be an example for them. But uh, Gavin Newsom is one of my primary targets in California. And then in D.C., it's it's Nancy Pelosi, it's Adam Schiff, and AOC. AOC is definitely on the list. We're cool. Hey, we're getting ready to go to a hard break. And when we come back, we're going to show another video video of you confronting one of these socialist Democrats. All right. So right back, when we come back, Ben Burkhorn, Frontline America, everyone. We're going to show that video and talk to him more after this break. All right, welcome back. Firepower News. Okay, so we have our special guest on with us, Ben Burkham, Frontline America, America's Voice. Uh, he had the honor and privilege to be able to confront a criminal like Adam Shifty Shift before he went into the building. And I'm so jealous. I'm happy for him and jealous at the same time. It's like mixed emotions. Like, no, yes, no, yes, I want to be there. But anyways, uh, welcome back, Ben. Thank you for being with us. My wingman, when we go out to various places and we love to stir the pot, we love to get liberals triggered. I think we trigger liberals like they don't know. Because, you know, they'll call Ben Burkham, they'll call him a white supremacist, and they go, Will! And I say, Ben! And then they're like, oh, you're just a white neo-Nazi sympathizer. And then they, they call me one. It's it's so ridiculous. The two of us, we make the, the liberals look like complete idiots when we go out. So, Ben, we have another video of you where you're confronting another politician. So, before we, uh, before we play it, why don't you uh, give us a description on it, and then we'll play it. Well, so again, we were in this prime location, and I, I did a quick little wardrobe change for those out there. You're talking about my awesome shirts. This is another one of Will Johnson's, <laughs> one of my favorites, MAGA Country, uh, it, an homage to Jesse Smollett. Smollett or, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, MAGA uh, Country. So we, we, yeah, we were in this in this sweet spot where they're going back and forth on the hill, and uh, Joaquin Castro came by, and I, I, I mistakenly called him Julian Castro, his brother, who's running for, for president. But ironically... Uh, they're the same. They're, they're open borders, anti-American leftists who are trying to destroy this country from within. And and this yes. was, uh, you know, again, I look up and I see him walking my way and it's like, let's go. All right, let's play it. Mr. Castro, why do you protect illegal aliens at the expense of American citizens? 
No comment. No questions. Thank you. Well, the, I get to ask the questions. Why? Why do you continue this impeachment coup? We had no. The Russia collusion was a lie. Now we know this Ukrainian collusion is a lie. You ignore Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Is this all political? Do you mind say? Do you want to say anything? It's it's funny. Democrats are very talkative when they're answering the fake news mainstream media. But when you get tough questions, you don't seem to answer any questions. When you swore an oath to this country, did that oath include illegal aliens or was it just American citizens? Is the reason that we're having these impeachment inquiries, this coup, because the Democrats know that you and the rest of the Democrat field have no chance against President Trump? Yeah, you know what? Ben. Trump is your president, sir. Yes, Four more great. years. Yeah, Trump is your president. Julian Castro, everybody. It. You know, you know what I noticed, Ben, is that they, the, the politicians. That is why. That run. is why. Okay. Listen, listen. The Democrats have this impeachment hearing going on. That is why, because Julian Castro and the rest of the Democrat field have no chance against President Trump. If the American people are allowed to know what President Trump has done for America, they have nothing else. They have nothing, not a zero zip. And you know what? They they like to look at uh, when you or myself or anyone that's on the right that's asking these politicians questions, they try to see it as, oh, I'm being harassed. But when, you know, when the liberal media go ask questions and of the, the politicians on the right, it's not harassment. It's them doing their job. Have you right. noticed that? Oh, completely. The double standard. And this is why it's so important that we do this, because they are not used to it being done to them. They have trained all their little minions to do this, to go out. I mean, we have Maxine Waters openly saying to go and attack Trump supporters, to attack them in restaurants. But when you do it back to them, they cannot stand it. And we, you, you and I were there in D.C. Uh, with... Uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and conservative Anthony and a few others, we were con confronting these people in their offices and the police actually came up to us, the Capitol police and said, thank you. It, it, this happens all the time on the left. They always do this, but nobody on your side ever does this. You need to do more of this. And that's why it's so critical that we do. They freak out. They hate it. They say that we're harassing them. And they say all this nonsense, but the truth is it's our duty to do it. We are being destroyed from within by enemies within Politicians who've sworn an oath to this country and are destroying this country from within, from their open borders policies to this coup and everything else that's going on. It is our duty to confront them, and especially on the media side. If we're not doing it, who's going to do it? Mm -hmm. Cannot agree more. So, and by the way, I don't think anybody can blame you for getting Joaquin and Julian confused. I mean, <laughs> the little beard does nothing to, to they, they are the same person. You're absolutely right. So, yeah. but I noticed he had his handler there, this woman who is dwarfing him, by the way. I don't know if she was in six inch heels or if he's just on the shorter side. But so what, what do you, what do you make of this? They always seem to have a handler who's sitting there saying, no questions, no questions. We're not answering anything. Why do they hide behind these interns or handlers or or whatever the heck they are well they're cowards i mean at, at the end of the day they're punk cowards who have been on this pedestal they've never been challenged they've never been asked tough questions they get you know, spoon-fed democrat questions from a democrat complicit media and so when somebody actually approaches them that challenges them they don't have a response because at, at, deep down inside they're cowards and and that's every time you, you see it, they just shrivel up. I mean, you saw him like try to tears me with his coat. 
Like he he had nothing. And you're right. His handler was had more courage than he did. I mean, think about this. This is a congressman whose brother wants to be the president of our country. And they're basically the same people. I've, I've seen Julian in person, too, and, he, and he's the same person. A little punk coward that supports illegal aliens over American citizens. But as soon as you ask him those questions, man, he runs away like a little kid. You know, that brings me to another point, because you I remember you went to a church in uh, Southern California and you were showing how they were uh, they were coaching the people how to come into the country illegally and how to beat the system. And you were in there and you exposed them for what they were doing there. So it, it, it brings me to my next question. Like when you're when you confront them and you want to ask them simple questions, wouldn't it be to their best interest to tell the entire right. world why they're doing X, Y, Z? This is the reason why we need to do this because it's positive. But see, if they did, if they had something positive, then why not? Right. But see, right. they don't. So why do you think right. they, why? I mean, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Right. They hide, they, they were, they were teaching people how to break our asylum laws, illegal aliens. This is how crazy this was. What you were referring to is we were in an LA church that was teaching people in their basement, illegal aliens in the basement, how to break our asylum laws and how to be protected in sanctuary cities. I got handcuffed and removed from that building while illegal aliens were being trained on what to do. The truth is the reason why they don't answer is because they know under scrutiny, their ideas fail. Liberalism leftism fails it only succeeds when it's allowed to exist in this incubator of lies as soon as it's challenged and truth is brought into the equation it fails so that's why they have to shut down that's why they have to 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 change the subject distract to attack and do all these other things that we see going on across our country today so we've got just a few minutes left and before we run out of time because i know will wants to ask more questions but where can folks find you where can folks find these videos where can they follow you watch your other shows because this is something you're obviously out there making serious serious headaches for the left and i think it's very important people connect with you before uh before you get deplatformed or whatever they do to make it stop well they're censoring us hard right now uh on frontline america you can find us uh, website, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, all that. And then the reason I'm, uh, I'm with America's Voice News now, it's its own platform. It's its own app. You can get us there. America's Voice dot news. You can follow us there. It's because they can't silence us when we own the platform. And that's what America's Voice is. Follow us there and, uh, keep, you know, keep standing up. That's what we're calling people to do. They can, they can continue the censoring, the silencing, uh, but it's not going to work. And we see that with shows like yours, Will, and so many others out there that are standing up for this country. Yeah, absolutely. And Ben, hey, I want to thank you for taking the time out because I know you spend uh, Thanksgiving with uh, your wife's family. And I want to thank you for taking the time out to come on and talk with us about this. I think it's so important that so many people find out that there's people like you that's willing to go out there and confront these politicians that believe that they're kings and queens and they're above all of us when they're not. And yes, you're right. More more of us need to confront them. So I want to thank you for coming on with us. And uh, tell the tell the girls, Will said hi. I, I will. Chloe, uh, she's in the back room. My Uncle Bob is actually here from Ohio. Shout out to Uncle Bob. Big Trump supporter. So uh, shout out to Uncle Bob as well. Thank you guys <laughs> for letting me do this. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Hey, I want to thank bless. you for coming on with us. God bless. Awesome. Thank you, brother. All right. Okay, so everyone, when we come back from the break, we're going to show some more videos. And we actually have a rock star video that we're going to play for you. Uh, this is uh, with Rob Doom. He's one of the uh, main people <clears throat> at InfoWars. And he uh, 
He created a song about Epstein, and we're going to premiere that tonight, uh, right after this break. So please stay tuned. And if you're not listening, if you're not watching and you're listening, go over to Bandit Video so you make sure that you don't miss it. Bandit Video and go to Firepower News. We're going to play that video tonight. First time for the, all the viewers. And you'll be able to hear it as well if you're listening by radio. Okay? Will Johnson, Tom Pepper, FirepowerNews.com. We'll be back right after this. Bandit Video. Bandit Video. We'll be back. How did you kill Jeffrey Epstein? say when push comes to shove and when America is fighting for its life against tyrants that they're going to stand up and do something. Well, a lot of those men have supported this broadcast and so you have done something. You've done a lot of other things as well like take care of your family and try to be a hard-working citizen that puts food again on the table and who stands up for 
their society and their culture. But I got to tell you, InfoWars has definitely hit the zeitgeist when it comes to taking on the NWO. And we have got all these powerful mega corporations and all these different criminal groups desperately trying to shut us down right now because they're scared. We have analyzed the globalist attack profile. We know how to defeat them. And we're mobilizing not just Americans, but people all over the world to say no to globalism and no to the satanic new world order. And that's really what it is. And so as everything we've warned of is confirmed, our credibility goes up and up and up. That's why they need us off the air desperately. So they can send a message to everybody else that you better keep your mouth shut. So now is the time to step up to the plate. Now is the time to decide where you're going to be in history. Because not just our country, but our species and our children need good men to come to the aid of humanity and good women as well. So I want to ask everybody out there to recommit in the information war. You are so powerful to spread the word about Infowars.com forward slash show and band on video. And to realize that the funding of our operation is absolutely paramount. And only by you buying the products at Infowarsstore.com can we fund the operation. So do your Christmas shopping there and get your supplements there and get your coffee there and get your protein bars there because they're all excellent, they're high quality, and they make this operation absolutely viable into the future. Without you, they're going to win. But if you take action, we're going to win together. So I thank you for your support, and I salute you. So keep doing what you're doing. Welcome back. Exciting time. You know what? I'm so thankful to be here. I know it's Thanksgiving tomorrow, and I'm going to spend time with my family, some truly dedicated time with my family. And I'm so thankful to, to have my family. There's a lot of people that, you know, have lost ones. And we have to keep everyone in our prayers as much as possible. But I'm thankful to all the crew, and I'm thankful to you, Tom. And I know, I, I, you know, I'm always thankful, but, you know, I think it's just appropriate for me to kind of drill it down in because tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I was running around. I got my Turbo Force, and most of the time I don't drink Turbo Force in the evening because it would get me going, wired up. But this is a holidays. I'm not going to go to sleep right away. Anyway, so TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com right now. This is one of the, uh, this was, this was actually the first time, uh, when I, when I first tried TurboForce, the first time I tried it in hot water. And, you know, they said you can just put it in, you know, regular water and just mix it up. I decided to try it the first time in regular hot water. So I actually had to run around and find me a cup. And of course, I like mine extra hot. So I had to, I did have to nuke it a little bit because <laughs> I wanted extra hot. So like I said, the first time I tried the Turbo Force, I just put it in, in hot water and then I mixed it up and I fell in love with it then. And I just know how it was because I'm not a coffee drinker. There are a lot of people that like to drink coffee. And if you uh, want to just change it up a little bit, Turbo Force is really where it's at. Oh, see, it's so good. I don't have to add any sugar. 
or anything. I really enjoy the taste. And with the, with the Turbo Force and no hot water. Now, my preferred way is orange juice, but trust me, this is absolutely wonderful too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. And I know Tom, he, I had Tom try the Turbo Force challenge when he came here with the, with the orange juice and I think he, uh, he enjoyed it as well. So. Well, Will, it ruined orange juice for me. I hate to say <laughs> I can't just drink regular orange juice now. It's too bitter for me. But, you know, I've never tried it in warm water. I think that sometime I ought to try that. But I've definitely I'm a big fan. That's what I did. Uh, somebody had got me the big pack of it. And I just used most of it. I think all of it, in fact, because I didn't know about the orange juice hack yet. But uh, I just used it in cold water and put it in a water bottle or a, a plastic reusable thing that I use at home and mm-hmm. shake it up. And, man, absolutely delicious and you are a brave soul will i mean it's 8 p.m right now uh, i i i assume you have a lot of cooking to do tonight when you get home for thanksgiving because you may well have the energy to get it all done well uh i'm gonna sip it i'm gonna I probably won't drink it all because i just to be honest i don't want to be bouncing off the walls if you know especially this is this is really great if you're like studying for a test for a student or if you're a truck driver and you're listening right now and you're like, man, I could really use some of that turbo force. This is where it's at, you know, because a lot of times you get tired right. of the coffee and it's like over and over with the coffee. But turbo force, this is where it's at. I mean, so well, and but and all InfoWars products. I mean, last week, of course, we had a massive hit on NationalFile.com. We did an interview with the uh, former girlfriend of Nancy Pelosi's son, and she detailed years of alleged abuse, alleged fraud, alleged manipulation. She claims that CPS, uh, he called CPS and lied to them in order to get her children taken away. And the way this happened is it was a couple days of nonstop vetting. We recorded the interview after fire power at 10 o'clock at night i sat up all night and you know how this is will you do video and when you gotta get something right you gotta get something right and you can't come back to it you just gotta do it in one sitting took from about 10 a.m until 4 a.m to get the video edited then of course it's an hour-long video massive youtube upload if it wasn't for brain force i had kind of had an emergency stash of brain force around the the studio and i just kept popping it every three or four hours and if it wasn't for that i might not have made it then of course I was up the next day on Alex Jones. I went and did a guest hosted a portion of the Alex Jones show. If it wasn't for Brain Force, if it wasn't for these amazing products at InfoWarsStore.com, I don't know how I would have done it. I think I clocked in at about 70 hours without sleep, and I owe it all to Brain Force. I wish I'd had the Turbo Force, so I highly recommend you get both. Get that, the brain synergy combo you see on screen right now. But it was a lifesaver. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful product. And I'm not just saying it to get someone to buy it. I'm saying it because it absolutely works for me and because I'm talking about my personal experience. So we just had Ben Burkham on with us. And right before he left, he was talking about how they're teaching immigrants how to beat the system, um, how to get how to get around within sanctuary cities. And I think this next video clip that we're going to play with President Trump at the rally, he kind of touched on it. You know, they always say that President Trump doesn't want immigrants to come to the country, which is completely false. Just come legally. You're welcome. Just come legally. So let's go to it. In the Republican Party, 
We believe that all Americans, including millions of wonderful legal immigrants, are entitled to an immigration system that puts their needs first. We want to come first. We want to let people in. You know, the big door that I used to talk to. We want a big door. But people have to come in legally, and they have to come in through merit. Have to come in through merit. But thanks to our tireless efforts to secure the border, Border Patrol, ICE, law enforcement, incredible people, illegal crossings are down 70% since May, and the wall is going up faster than anybody ever would have thought. And that wasn't easy. Yeah, the big door. Open the big door. Just come in legally. I mean, he's, he said that multiple times, Tom that we want immigrants to come to the country. There's nothing wrong with it, but just come legally. I mean, and what's really amazing that the people that have come to the country legally, they care about this country and the process more than the Democrats do. Well, I certainly hope that that is the case. And you see it with especially, for example, Cuban immigrants who fled socialism to get to this country. Then they see people coming from Mexico, Honduras, other parts of Central America, and they're coming to the United States, whether it's illegally and then their children vote or they figure out how to game the system and become a legal immigrant. And then, of course, they vote for the socialist policies that made their country of origin a so-called asshole country that they had to flee. So I think that some of the immigrants from uh, parts of Asia, from Cuba, from other parts of the world that have immense skills, that have immense knowledge that can help the country. I think that they are uh, hopefully going to keep this country going in the right direction. And of course, President, you're right, absolutely right. President Trump said that routinely in 2016 on the campaign trail. I'm hoping, uh, I, I have to be honest, Will, I hope he takes it to the next level. I think we need a moratorium. I think we've had 25 plus years of these illegal immigrants coming into the country. They've been saying 11 million people since I was born in 25 years, they've been saying it's only 11 million illegal immigrants. Yet we know that it's something oh, yeah. like three, four hundred thousand a year. I think that oh, yeah. we need to uh, either get rid of these people. I mean, it's been done prior in history. I think that it would be a wonderful thing for the country or maybe just put a lid on it for a couple of years. But I am at very at the very, very least ecstatic that the wall is going up and the President Trump is getting rid of things like this lottery program where you enter your name and a hat. And if you're a lucky, lucky boy, you get to become an American citizen. We have no idea who these people are. We don't know what they did in their yeah. old country. You just draw the name out of a hat and you're an American <laughs> citizen now. Enjoy voting for Democrats. I mean, exactly. it's, it's a disgrace. Yeah. You know what, Tom? They're not going to get rid of it because they have to get someone to replace the votes. That's, you know, for the American people that's waking up, that have just no longer that's being right. deceived by the left. So they're bringing to bring these people in because they don't know any better. They don't know the difference. So then we bring them in. We get them to vote on the Democrat ticket. We just replace everyone that we're losing. That's their solution to it all. Forget about how many of them are going to become homeless. Forget about how the crime rate is going to go up in these cities. We're not going to worry about that. Because that's their motto anyways, right? That's the Democrats for you. Destroy, destroy, destroy. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to show another video of President Trump at his rally. And the Democrats are trying to use immigration against us. But he's not going to let it happen. We'll be back. Putting 
first. Past leaders transform faraway nations into blood-soaked war zones. Then they demanded that Americans accept unlimited migration from those same terror-afflicted regions. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that, and we're not doing that. As president, I will not allow our immigration system to be used against us. I will not allow political correctness to put our families in danger and our communities at risk. We won't do it. You know what, Tom? He's saying he won't do it. He won't do it. And I truly believe that he's not going to allow it to happen or he's going to try his hardest. You know, the Democrats, if they can make it look like he's uh, making promises he can't keep, they're going to they're going to make sure that would happen. Right. They're going to make sure. Oh, he says he's going to do this. So we're going to put this roadblock in his way so he cannot be successful, because if he's successful, then people will be like, oh, wait a minute. He's doing what he says he's going to do. He's starting to look good. Well, there are a lot of places where I think President Trump could do a little bit better. I think he could do better on big tech censorship. I think he could do better on guns. I think he could do better in a lot of ways. But the border immigration, that is one spot where the president is absolutely 100 percent. You cannot argue with it, keeping his campaign promises. The wall is going up despite intense, unbelievable opposition from all sides, including some from within the Republican Party. He still is managing to build that big, beautiful wall. I have sources in Border Patrol. I have sources who are the guys who go back and forth along the border. I have sources who are the guys who go and do massive, uh, they don't use the term raid. They use it as an, they call it an enforcement. Getting these people out of the country, getting them into prison, getting them off the street. President Trump is 100% keeping his promise on the border and what's really killing the Democrats is if they had played ball, if they'd given him some money for the wall, then they might be able to slow it down. They might have been able to stop it, but because they wouldn't, because they refused, President Trump tucked trillions of dollars to the military and is using the military to do it. And in the few places where the federal government, the deep state, is still stymieing President Trump, where they're still saying, oh, no, the terrain, we can't build a wall there, Mr. President. Then you've got the fantastic group, We Build the Wall. Filling in the gap. So it is an yep. unbelievable accomplishment that President Trump, with everything else he's going up against, this is one thing that I and nobody in their right mind who has the sources, <laughs> and these are not high-level sources, by the way. I'm talking to the guys who are on the on the ground, the grunt level. It is getting right. done, and it's getting done very well. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And they cannot stand it. And, you know, they call the wall racist. They call it, uh, you know, not doing anything. It's just a waste of money. But they're okay with spending money. They're okay with sending money to Ukraine. They're okay with sending our resources. They're okay sitting with our men and women overseas to die for an unjust cause. They're okay with all of that, but they're not okay with the president trying to build a wall as a deterrent to people coming to the country illegally. That's it. But you know what, Tom? The, these Democrats, they're nothing but socialists. That's what they are. They are socialists. And President Trump is saying that we're not going to allow this country to become a socialist country. Now, I wholeheartedly believe him when he says that, because him being a capitalist, him being successful in a capitalist country, he has to be 100 percent against a socialist country. They're going to take everything that he built 
and just give it away. Oh, you don't have to go to work either, Tom. If you just want to sit on the couch every day, AOC and Bernie Sanders, they'll just give you whatever it is you need because, oh, you deserve it for doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's well, Will, I'm not so sure about that because they're not a big fan of young white men. We're the ones who actually have to oh, go yeah, to work so we point. can give it to the illegal immigrants who are going to get free health care, free uh, welfare, free everything you can imagine. But, I mean, that is another – I mean, President Trump, is, what he says, even – I mean, there's very little he can do. He's not Congress. But when he right. says we will not become a socialist country, that goes straight to the heart of America. This country was built on yep. – I mean, I'm not a co-conservative. I'm not one of these a free market but this country was built on the free market with the government stepping in to keep people from uh forming monopolies and abusing exactly. private citizens and that is what president trump is reaching to the heart of they yeah. there is no way just thanks to this man uh, the consummate yeah. businessman the amazing donald trump being in office we will never descend to socialism within his administration now i do have to say watch out ladies and gents because he is say he wins 2020 2024 we're we're going to get a Democrat uh, a candidate who is going to make AOC look like a moderate. And that will be the person <laughs> who's going to try to get us, uh, turn us to socialism. But hopefully, exactly. hopefully, hopefully we can prevent it. Exactly. So let's go to this clip with President Trump talking about socialism and how bad it is for the country. Let's go to it. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are confronting the brutal menace of communism and socialism. We are proudly supporting the great people of Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua in their righteous struggle for freedom. You know that. And to those who would try to impose the horrors of socialism on our country, I say again tonight, America will never be a socialist country, ever. Thank you. And you know, Tom, when the Democrats hear him say that, they get butthurt. I mean, seriously, they get all upset. How dare he say this is not going to be a socialist country? So they want to work harder on making it a socialist country. They want to make it harder to where you have to go and find the zoo animals because you don't have nothing else to eat. They want to make it to where you have to go find the rats running around in the street because you have nothing else to eat. They want to make the crime worse in this country. They want the crime to be an all-time high. That's socialism. Well, uh, there was a great man, Marty Robbins, said communism, socialism, call it what you like. There's very little difference mm -hmm. between the two. And just today, President Trump signed a bill that condemns what China is doing to the protesters in Hong Kong, who are pro-democracy, pro-freedom protesters who do not want to live under the communist super state in China. And so I think that President Trump, I mean, this is the right way to do it. We're not getting into a Vietnam situation. I God, I hope not. But this is the absolute right way to do it, to help these people to stand in solidarity with them against what is resurfacing and becoming yet again the red menace. Who the hell would have thought, Will? It's been, what, 30 years since the wall fell, and now we've got the same exact problem again. Communism just sneaking and rearing its ugly head. I think the problem must be in the public schools. I honestly don't know how anybody <laughs> can think this system could work, but God bless President Trump for speaking out and legislating, signing the bills that are against it. Yeah, you know what it is? The left is going like, hi, Heldra. Hi, Heldra. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, 
<laughs> That's what, I mean, seriously, they hate this man more than they love the country. I mean, they hate, they despise Trump. And because he's doing positive things, they despise him even more. Can you wrap your mind around that? Think about that. How is it that someone hates someone so much because they're doing positive things? Not because he's doing wrong things, because he's doing positive things. All right, when we come back, we're going to show President Trump pardoning Turkey. Not the Democrats, an actual Turkey. <laughs> people, real politics. This is Firepower. All right, welcome back. So right before we went to the break, I was telling everyone that we're going to show you the video with President Trump and these uh, gobblers. Um, I was mistaken. We're going to wait until the next uh, segment before we go into that. And I was rushing to the bird just like tomorrow. I'm like, when is the bird ready? When is the bird ready? I'm ready to eat it. I'm ready to eat it. So we're going to wait until the next segment. So please stick around. So you can hear what Tom and myself have to say about the bird turkey. <laughs> but let's get into it. So this is a clip, Tom, with from OAN where uh, Pelosi, she wants to reverse what took place in 2016. She wants to change the outcome of the 2016 election. Even today, three plus years later, the Democrats still have the goal to try to change the outcome of the 2016 election. So let's go to that video and then we'll come back and talk about it. National secrets to Iran. In a recent court testimony, a Kuwaiti Canadian businessman claimed Omar has sold classified house information to the Qatari royal family, which then passed it on to the Ayatollah regime in Iran. That's according to a report by Saudi state outlet Al Arabia. Omar's office is rejecting those claims, saying the congresswoman is a victim of Saudi propaganda. However, court witnesses say if it weren't for the Qatari cash, Omar would have never made a career in U.S. politics. Okay, so the whole point was is Nancy Pelosi pointed her to that position, and then this is what's taking place. Ilhan Omar is like sharing information. Ilhan Omar is doing... I mean, just imagine if this was a conservative, Tom, doing the exact same thing Ilhan Omar was doing. Well, if these allegations are confirmed, and there's been people talking about this, the guy, I think his handle is based Imam, Imam Twalhidi, who is a Shia Muslim on Twitter, he claims that he has been a victim of this Qatari plot as well. And I mean, if this is confirmed, this is quite possibly the biggest story of our lifetimes, Will. We have one of the first Muslim congresswomen who we now believe may have been paid off by Qatar, a, or a country that is just not great, let's just put it that way, and is essentially acting as a foreign agent in the halls of Congress. And Nancy Pelosi, as you just said, turns a blind eye and puts her on the Foreign Policy Committee. This is the most absurd situation you can imagine. But, you know, we live in such a clown world, Will. We live in such an upside-down, insane hellscape that I think the majority of Americans are just going to be like, huh, 
Who knew? <laughs> I mean, that's what's so depressing. The, the, the stakes are so high. Reality is so absurd. President yep. Trump coming on the political scene has destroyed so many worldviews that Americans might be so fatigued that we can have a radical Muslim agent in the halls of Congress and nothing yep. may happen. It's insane what's happened to this country. Well, at the same time, Tom, she's a Democrat, so they can break the law and nothing will happen. The Democrats can literally go out and, and rob a bank, kill people along the way, and nothing will happen. This is the model of the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party can kick people out of their homes and create homelessness, and nothing will happen. The Democrats can create course. shops. Yeah, the Democrats can create shops so people can get needles to go shoot up Heron, and nothing will happen. I mean, the, the lawlessness is above and beyond ridiculous. And you're right. I mean, reality is flipped upside down. It's like, is and this of course, the Twilight we'll, Zone? You, you, you compare it to what happened to Roger Stone, to Paul Manafort, to Thank Michael you. Flynn, to any of these people. Yes. I mean, let's go through this. So Michael Flynn forgot something, and then he he's in prison for the rest of his life. Yes. Uh, Ro- uh, Roger Stone forgot something when he was talking to Congress, and now he could die in prison if President yes. Trump doesn't pardon him. He likely will. Paul Manafort, he didn't do his taxes properly 15 years ago, and now he could die in prison, probably will die in prison unless President Trump pardons him. He's a 67, 68-year-old man, not in the best of health, attended his one of his final, I think it was the sentencing uh, hearing in a wheelchair. This is the depravity of our legal system. I mean, it is bizarre. It's insane. And all I can say is if you're a conservative, if you're, if you're watching this show right now, you better be stopping at every stop sign. You better be using your turn signal at every single turn because God knows what will happen yes. if you're arrested. Exactly. So let me, let me play this other video, and this is with Bloomberg. He's on there talking about taxes, right, of all things. And then he's talking about the coal miners. He's wanting to remove the coal miners' jobs. And then he says, well, we don't have that many coal miners anyway, so we just we need to go ahead and get rid of all of them. I mean, that's essentially what he's saying. And if, I, if I'm not mistaken, Tom, Hillary Clinton kind of did the same thing when she was running. Remember how she want to clo- shut down all the coal mines and just all the people that have jobs, get out, go find something else to do, possibly pick up coding. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to the video with crazy Bloomberg and Nutbird. <laughs> say, well, taxes are regressive, but in this case, Yes, they are. That's the good thing about them, because the problem is in people that don't have a lot of money. And so higher taxes should have a bigger impact on their behavior and how they deal with themselves. So I listen to people saying, oh, we don't want to tax the poor. Well, we want the poor to live longer so that they can get an education and enjoy life. And that's what, why you do want to do exactly what a lot of people say you don't want to do. The question is, do you want to pander to those people or do you want to get them to live longer? And there's just no question. If you raise taxes on full sugary drinks, for example, they will drink less. And there's just no question that full sugar drinks are one of the major contributors to obesity. And obesity is one of the major contributors to heart disease and cancer and a variety of other things. Mm. So it's like saying I don't want to stop using coal because coal miners will go out of work. 
well, will lose their jobs. We have a lot of soldiers in the United States and the U.S. Army, but we don't want to go start a war just to give them something to do. And that's exactly what you're saying when you say, well, let's keep coal killing people because we don't want coal miners to lose their jobs. The truth of the matter is there aren't very many coal miners left anyways, and we can find other things for them to do. But the comparison is a life or a job or taxes or life. Which do you want to do? Take your poison. <laughs> so it's regressive. It is good. There are lots of tax experts in the room and fiscal experts. I mean, experts. Will, that, and I'm very he's literally that saying say here that, that the solution is to tax poor people because poor yes. people are so dumb that if you don't <laughs> tax them, they're just going to kill themselves. I mean, yeah, this, it, this is absurd. <laughs> And if you don't, and if you want poor people to live longer, you have to tax them. <laughs> and you know what? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, it's, this, it's like, this dude is a multi-billion. I think, I think, what is it, 53 billion? If I'm not mistaken. From my understanding, he's the 26th richest person, not just in the U.S., in the world. Yeah, and he yeah. he knows all about money and being poor, apparently. Exactly. I mean, because I, I think they showed a thing talking about uh Trump was, what, $3.4 billion, and they showed him mm. at $53 billion, give or take a few billion. Who's counting, right? I mean, seriously. This, and then, well, and this then is he a said guy that, who spent... $30 million in one week of advertising. He's going to spend $150 million just to get the nomination, but he knows what it's like to yeah. be poor, and he knows how, exactly. to, how to treat people who are poor. Exactly. And then he goes on to say that there's uh, not there's not that many coal mining jobs. You know how many coal mining jobs there are right now? Over 50,000. That's 50,000 people. A simple Google search, people can go see that. You don't believe me? Go look it up. Over 50,000 as of six, as of 2016, it was 50,000 coal mining jobs. Mm. So he's he's literally saying all of you that have families and you're a coal miner and you make a living for your family. He is basically saying the same thing Hillary Clinton said when she was running for office is that your job is about to go away and we're about to put you out on the street because you were doing something that has benefited this country since the day it was created. Think about that. Think about that. Why would you support these idiotic people? Really? Because he's a billionaire? No, I don't think so. Okay, when we come back, we're going to actually carve this turkey. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a minute. As we gather this week with loved ones across our beautiful land, we give thanks to God for the many gifts that he has bestowed upon us. Today, we also come together to honor the beautiful feathered friend, the noble turkey. This Thanksgiving, we bow our heads in gratitude for the newfound prosperity and spirit that's taking place all across America. For those who wear our nation's uniform and the families who support them, the families are so important. Because of their selfless service, millions of our fellow Americans are celebrating another wonderful Thanksgiving in safety and in peace. So now we reach the moment bread and butter have been waiting for their presidential pardons. Butter, I hereby grant you a full and complete pardon. Melania and I wish all Americans a very happy and blessed Thanksgiving. We love you all. Awesome. Awesome video. 
our president parting turkeys. And you know what? They're afraid that he's going to do the same thing when it comes to Roger Stone and various other people that got caught up in this whole web, this whole trap that these demonic Democrats are trying to lay out. You there, Tom? Are you ready for the bird? I am very, very ready for the bird tomorrow, Will. And, you know, I mean, here, here's a little history that I'm sure everybody knows. I really enjoy these uh, ceremonial pardoning of the turkey because it came very close to being our national bird. It was actually Thomas Jefferson who wanted the American turkey to be the official bird of the United States of America. And I, uh, because of its hardiness, uh, uh, because of its resistance to or uh, ability to resist change. I mean, they are hardy, hardy birds. And I cannot wait to eat one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we uh, went with the eagle. It's a little bit. <laughs> so, but uh, so we have another one here, and I think this one's really good. Uh, this is the one with uh, President Trump. He's actually, I think, he's parting the turkeys here, and you know, and we have another one that's even a lot better than this one that we're getting ready to play here. Let's just go with it. Let's just keep the turkey going. Uh, number thirteen. In keeping with that tradition, today I will issue a pardon to a pair of very handsome birds, Butter and his alternate bread. <laughs> That's true. Look at you. Their names were chosen by the students of Harold's Christian Academy in North Carolina, great state. Bread and Butter were raised in Tar Heel State by farmer Welly Jackson, who's here with us with his wife, Tara, and their lovely family. And I want to thank you very much. Great job. Great job. Thank you very much. Great job, Mr. President. You know what? President Trump, pardon these birds, he's he's done more in that first, that I guess it was 15 minutes, the whole ordeal. He did more in 15 minutes than the Democrats have done in the past three plus years. <laughs> That's true. Well, and I find it interesting. I mean, President Trump, of course, I believe it's Lara Trump who is from North Carolina. That's Eric's wife, if I'm not mistaken. And it's very interesting how much uh, interest the Trump family has in North Carolina. I know folks out there. I've had business partners out there. I wrote for a publication based out of there. It's a beautiful state. Uh, they have it's almost half what happening in Texas, what's happening there, where they've got the Democrats coming in and trying to turn it. And so I'm very, very happy. I also appreciate that. It's a Christian academy that named the bread and butter. And I wish these birds a long and happy life as they've been pardoned. Yeah, bread and butter. And, you know, I was when they were when I uh, when originally when they were showing this, I just happened to be watching the the uh, Communist News Network. And I just like to hear their response afterwards. And, you know, the, the next video that we're getting ready to play for you, they were completely butthurt about it. I mean, they were like, this is just supposed to be a good moment for the country. And he's going to do this to us. He's going to bring us into this. And you know what? It, what amazes to me, what's amazing to me, Tom, is that the liberal media, they don't have to defend the Democrats the way they do. But for some reason, they do. I mean, they defend the Democrats like no other entity has ever in this nation. I mean, they love defending the Democrats. It's like, if we don't defend the Democrats, we're going to lose everything. I mean, seriously, that's exactly what they're saying. We're going to lose it all if we don't defend 
the Democrats, and I'm talking about the liberal media, the Communist News Network, the MSDNC, uh, the ABCs, the rest of the, the whole entire alphabet network soup group, all of them. So, Tom, let's go to this video where uh, President Trump is talking about the uh, the the actual turkeys, because the turkeys that he pardoned, those are, yeah, okay, physically they're actual turkeys, but I'm talking about the turkeys in politics. Let's go to it. And I want to thank you very much. Great job. Great job. Thank you very much. Thankfully, bread and butter have been specially raised by the Jacksons to remain calm under any condition, which will be very important because they've already received subpoenas to appear in Adam Schiff's basement on Thursday. True. Hundreds of people have. It seems the Democrats are accusing me of being too soft on turkey. (laughs) But bread and butter, I should note that unlike previous witnesses, you and I have actually met. It's very unusual. (laughs) Very unusual. In any event, I expect this pardon will be a very popular one with the media. After all, turkeys are closely related to vultures. I don't know if I like that line, but there is a little truth to it. But today, after the birds will retire to Gobbler's Rest at Virginia Tech, great college. You know what? That's exactly what Democrats are. They're nothing but vultures. (laughs) That's exactly what they are. (laughs) You know, I appreciate the President Trump. I mean, one of the reasons why he captivated everyone, I think, in 2016 is because the man's a natural comedian. He's a very funny person. And it makes him very authentic. And so, you know, if we just had, (laughs) he says it all the time, he could be presidential. He could tighten the tie and say, well, today we will be pardoning two turkeys. I mean, they are bread and butter. You are pardoned. You are pardoned. Everybody go home and have a happy Thanksgiving. But it was just be so boring. That is the one thing that nobody left, right, or center can argue with. President Trump is the most enigmatic and entertaining president this country has ever had. And of course, I'm sure seeing it. I wish I'd been able to see that, Will, because I can only imagine their uh the, oh. <laughs> the amount of tears that were shed as they were called vultures and there were yes. jokes at their expense and you know we've seen the undercover video from project veritas where they admit well we act yeah. like we're nonpartisan, but really we love the democrats so yeah it's it's no big surprise that they're gonna act 100%. that way but uh yeah, I, you I, know, I, I wish i would have more respect for the communist news network if they just said okay you know what we're completely left let's admit it Everyone sees that they are just just verbally admitted. Just say, you know what? Okay, we don't like President Trump. We're gonna do everything we can to 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 get rid of him. I'm willing to say that I like President Trump, and I'm gonna do everything I can to help him get elected in 2020. And no, I'm not Russian. I've never been to <laughs> Russia. I would like to go to Russia. I mean, seriously, but I'm going to do everything I can because, yes, I don't like what the Democrats have done to this country. The Democrats are evil. So we have one more clip that we like. If we can squeeze this one out. Now, you know what? We'll save it for, we'll save it for Friday. Um, <clears throat> we're, we're under two minutes. Let's do this, Tom. I want to say one more time before we go. I just want to say, Tom, uh, it's been a great honor and privilege to do this with you. 
I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm being straight up serious. It's been great honor and privilege. I'm so thankful to have someone like you on my team. I'm on your team. We're on a team together and we get to tackle these issues together. And, you know, I, I feel think the we same both, way, Will. Yeah. And I think we both bring something that's a little different than one another. And I think we we accent each other very well. My opinion. I feel the same way. You can't keep letting me. Uh, I got I got to express my gratitude as well. I always feel bad. Oh, dang, he's doing it in the monologue. I'm not going to get a chance to. But I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate the crew working diligently in the control room. Maybe they can show themselves for a second on the on the switcher there. I appreciate yeah, every last one of them here every single night, five days a week. Thankfully, yes. everybody gets a night off tomorrow. Quick programming note. But I'm thankful to them. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for our sponsor, Infowars.com, for making this possible. And, of course, where would we be without the fantastic viewers at home who are Absolutely. patronizing our sponsor and watching us night after night? Thank you all so very much. Yeah. So everyone, have a blessed Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with your family. Even the arguments, because a lot of people, they can't wait. Some people can't wait to get together and have the political arguments at the dinner table. But enjoy each other. That's what it's all about, right? Just enjoy each other. So God's willing, we will be here Friday. God bless you. God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. And of course, God bless America. Have a wonderful evening, everybody.